You ever heard the phrase, the more things change, the more things stay the same? And while we love the excitement of new things, it's also nice to have the reliability of something constant. Hey, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when it comes to insurance, State Farm is a good neighbor you can count on. Solo llama a tu agente. Another way State Farm helps is by supporting the creators and storytellers of the Michael Tuda Podcast Network family. Con la ayuda de State Farm, estamos ayudando y asegurándonos de que nuestras voces sean escuchadas. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. If you're a last-minute gift shopper, then Instacart is your holiday rescue app this season. No more tracking packages, no more trips to the post office, and no more Christmas gifts arriving in February. Instead, you can just download Instacart to order gifts like beauty, tech, and gourmet goods from local stores and get them delivered in as fast as one hour. Plus, right now, you'll get free delivery on your first three orders. This offer is valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 plus to purchase alcohol where available. The Casa TV Podcast. Talk about the best and the worst on the box. Another Tuesday, another Custard TV Live. I'm Luke, editor and all-round guru of television from thecustardtv.com and I'm joined this week as ever by... Hello, my name is Gary. Yes, hello Gary fans. Uh, I'm the editor, TV editor, just promoting myself there. I'm the TV editor of VultureHound.com and I thank them very much for letting me appear here. Uh, no fee involved. I love the way you said hello Gary fans. Well, there's at least 537 of them on Twitter. You lost so two some... Gary fans this week. Didn't I know. You? It's the it's the bots. The bots come in and they go. Yeah. The Twitter, you know, the Twitter, I, I, I believe a... there's be an episode of uh, Doctor Who based around Twitter bots this year. I had a uh, meaningful conversation with uh, the Bagpuss bot the other day. Oh yeah. But, uh, it seems uh, to just repeat everything you say, as long as you put the word Bagpuss in the. In the tweet. There's a, there's a, are you aware of the American television show The End, The C, The I, and The S? Oh, yes. The NCI. Yes. yes. That uh, was long. We've only got a few, 45 minutes. Sorry. And they have a great bot that whenever you mention NCIS, it comes back one of Gibbs's rules. And if you watch that program, that will be something to you. If you don't, it won't. If you're Bagpuss or uh, the NCISs and you'd like to get in touch with either of us on Twitter either this evening or at your leisure, then you may. Uh, you can get in touch with me. Uh, mine is Luke at UKE Custard TV. That's at Luke Custard TV. And I believe Gary can be found on Twitter I'm as well. I'm disappointed you started to spell Luke, but then not the word custard, which is the more difficult. Is it really? Do you struggle with. Oh. Bless. Well, I, I, I think Luke's fairly obvious. Custard might be... Anyway, my Twitter name is at The Gary Show. That's T-H-E-G-A-R-Y-S-H-O-W. And we have to stress, I don't think we stress this enough, but we are live. So that means if you want to get in touch with us, you can. We are on Skype right now. And if you want to Skype, you have to add this name to your Skype. Custard TV Live. That's Custard TV Live. Uh, and if you want to uh, retweet and stuff and talk to us and tell us... Uh, what you're loving and loathing on television we would love to hear from you our Twitters are open and if no Gary fans get in touch I will be devastated several um, Gary fans always con- already contacted me so it's okay have they what they said briefly uh, well briefly one of them said will you please stop tweeting rubbish uh, yeah. and another one has said who are you and why are you following me but apart from that all spoken through. like a true Gary fan 
We also want to mention that you can also find us on iTunes now. Hurrah! Search Custard TV Live on iTunes and leave a review, download an episode, tell a friend, go to the iTunes app store and put a bookmark us on every iTunes uh, I'm there. And of course, the old reliable website. Yes, on the days when snail mail is almost redundant, the website is there. And the address of the website is thecustardtv.com forget all the blog business it is gone it is it is so early a 2012 right do you not um, say the www anymore then you do say that you just forget it had all the blog stuff at the beginning which i'm right. at the end right, you don't, which i've got rid of you don't do the http oh no no do you know what we should do gary yeah let's talk about tv we've wasted a couple of minutes well, already it's, it's, a, it's a fairly newish concept but let's go for it should we throw out the twitter question there that people can yes. can respond to as well uh yeah. the twitter question this week ladies and gentlemen is what tv show or scene from a tv show has made you cry now me and luke are, are big tough men we don't cry unless a television show really really makes us and uh, we'll be revealing which tv shows made us cry a bit later won't we we will, because I want to point and laugh. So, please, okay. you know, uh, <laughs> just briefly, let's get. Let's, in case you're thinking you don't know what to say about this, uh, let's get to a couple of mine. Ellie Chalmers okay. says she's cried at EastEnders a few times and uh, attempted hey. suicides in Casualty. Um, fair enough. Um, that's got, fair. Yeah, I've got one here. Uh, regular contributor in front of the show, Lauren Jones. Uh, Lauren, Lauren Jones. Jones. Lauren Jones, four oh seven. Said the scene in the last episode of Sherlock series two where John is at Sherlock's grave talking to him, not knowing that he's in the distance. Uh, that is very good. That's a very good scene. If I was going to pick, yeah, if I was going to pick a Sherlock scene, that would be it. Uh, somebody else um, says ER and Grey's Anatomy, sucker for medical dramas, and um, also regular uh, contribution to this show and um, this, the uh, Twitter feed of mine. Uh, say, this is Gobby Jack says. I was very moved by the final scenes in the royal family where Nana dies, and that would be one of mine. But we'll get to ours a bit later. So we're talking what TV moments have moved you or made you cry. We'll get there in a sec. Uh, the first big piece of TV news is that one of our favourite television dramas in recent years is coming back. Silk, it's been confirmed. As the credits rolled on um, the end of Series 2, Series 3 was announced, and I was thinking, yes! Yes, let's get it on. Um, yeah. What do you hope for in Series 3? Do you have um, any? I, I hope for some more... I mean, I think I, the one of the things that I did like about the last episode of The, of the Silk uh, was the fact that um, it was them versus each other. So uh, Rupert Perry Jones's character was the prosecution and uh, Maxine... Um, uh, I don't know, oh, Maxine, Maxine Peak. I got it wrong last week, and I didn't want to do the same. Yes, let's not call her a serial she, killer she, she again. She was the defendant, and the new, the new, the new woman in the in the silk. She was the prosecution, even though she was drunk some of the time. So I like the idea that they had them on opposite sides. So I think next year, what I'd like to do is see them going up against each other, and and maybe really falling out over something. Like in this series, it all kind of tied up a bit at the end. I'd like to see them really going at each other for something. I'd also like. Um to see more of Sean Evans, a.k.a. Younger Morse. I yeah, hope he's involved in, in the third series. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they need... I don't, For me, at least, and I'm not speaking for everybody, but for me, at least, they don't need to change anything. Series 2 was virtually perfect. I had no squabbles. 
or no. moans about it. And I just hope the quality's there. And as long as the writer stays as interested in his scripts as he was in series one and two, I think we've got something big to look forward to next year. And I can confirm that I have now bought series one on eBay. So uh, I'll be able to go back over the summer whilst there's not a huge amount, although we will come on to that later, uh, television, I'll be able to go back, look over Series 1 and see how it compares to Series 2 and see if I can sort of see where the evolution of the show began, you know, and I think that'll be good for me as someone who only got into Silk Series 2 to go back and watch Series 1 now. Um, have you recommended it to anyone else who hadn't seen it? Um, yes, I have recommended it. Unfortunately, by the time I really got into it, a lot of the series was done. So I think some people that I've recommended to are going to wait for the DVD. Some of them would watch Series 1 and kind of gone away from it. You can go and buy it. Series 2 now, uh, if you, you want can, to yes, it's out now. You can go and buy Series 2 now. Out, and and I, I mean, I'd say if you've not talked about it, if you've not seen it, go and get Series 1 cheap. And then by the time you finish that, Series 2 will have come down a little bit from the main price. Um, but still worth the recommendation. And I'm sure it will appear on Virgin Media or Sky Act any time probably somewhere towards the end of the year you know those sort of shows do end up doing well on you know and i think you can still get a majority of series two on the iplayer can you i'm not sure probably, probably yeah and i also what we, did, what we didn't mention about series two of silk which i which i love and we never got round to i like the music in silk because yeah, the opening credits were quite good actually quite memorable and the music's uh, not overpowering like in some of these dramas but it's just there at the right moment, and I love the theme tune of and it's just a very good theme that gets you into it. And very few TV dramas nowadays have theme tunes like that that I that I like. Perhaps that's the TV nerd inside me getting quite excited Indeed. by it. I don't know. TV nerd music. Um, the other thing I would say that was very good was the way in which they dealt with the very difficult prostate cancer subject that Neil Stooks' character has. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting yeah. to see what they do in series two, in series three about that, because it, it, if it goes anything like kind of uh, other people who've had prostate cancer, someone, someone in my family has, he will have quite a difficult operation, probably lots of chemotherapy, and up to this point, he's kept it quiet from his, his colleagues, and he won't be able to when it gets to that. You know, it, very... it was a twist nobody saw coming, and also no, nothing that you would expect from a show. Well, I was, so... I was expecting the end scene with him walking with uh, Maxine was, was that I would expect that have been his last thing. Oh, by the way, miss, I've got cancer. I thought that was how they were going to end the series. Yeah. But they didn't. He just did this whole, please hold my hand and, you know, walk, walk back through the streets. I love London. how we still don't fully know those characters as well. Even after two series, there's things about them that we don't quite understand their motives. It's but, very good. Yeah, but I think that's because they, they delve into the subject matter of the cases that you get to know them through that as well. Their background is revealed through that. Like, you also, got to know an awful about her character in the episode where she was defending the guy in the army, you know, about how her dad had been in the army and things like that, or her grandfather. So you do get those snippets, but it's mainly through those things rather than character development. We've spoke, I bet you could put a whole Silk podcast together in as much time as yeah. we talk about it. But it is a great, great show. Uh, another thing of note, possibly, is that the Inbetweeners that finished uh, in 2010 is going to be remade in the US. And the first picture of the cast uh, turned up all across the internet this week. I saw a number of tweets on this one, including some from the show star in the UK, who said, oh my goodness, they've made my character a nerd. Uh, How because dare two they? Of them look quite nerdy. 
Whereas, of course, in the UK program, only one of them is the nerd. We the haven't really are... mentioned this, but you know that old saying, never judge uh, a piece of work by the picture? Which, which uh -huh. maybe not be an old saying, but could take off. Uh, that's exactly yeah. what we're doing. We're judging this show purely on the the uh, the promo picture that's been released. It looks horrendous. I don't think it'll work particularly well in the US. They're going to have to censor it well, and tidy it up. You never know with these things. I mean, so much stuff goes over to the US now that it's difficult to work out what's going to work. I know, I know. You tweeted and said that that skins of in between us is kind of along the same lines. You know, in, in its style and age, if not in and its lang style. language Job. certainly. Yeah, language didn't go down very well. I know that, um, uh, uh, what's the Channel 4 thing with um, in the north with all the family? You are so um, with it when it uh, comes to TV. I think you're referring to Shameless. Shameless, that would be very well in America. Look, I know what I'm talking about. I just sometimes just deal with the name. It just takes you a while for the pills to <laughs> kick in. I, I get on all right there, Bob. Don't you worry about it. Once the, um, once the pills have gone in, <laughs> you're absolutely fine. Um, oh, I yeah. haven't taken them before. Also, um, interestingly, they're, they're going to play this uh, US version of The Inbetweeners on MTV and they're going to release the film of the UK Inbetweeners in cinemas across the uh, US in September. Well, I'm disappointed so, that perhaps that, you know, that was released last end of, beginning of this year, end of last year. So no, it was I'm last summer. Last time, I'm disappointed it hasn't already been released in America. MTV is probably a decent channel because MTV does have Jersey Shore and uh, that sort of program, which is kind of you know that kind of party atmosphere. So possibly it will work on MTV. I was going to say if it's not, we'll forget it. It won't work on a major network. It wouldn't work at all. It has no. to be on a cable network. So MTV might work. MTV's down kids, isn't it? Well, yeah. Well, if you say so, Granddad. Yeah. Is. Hit um, to the hip to the Yeah. A to the is all. B to the shizay. Something like that. But but um talking briefly about uh, America taking a U a UK program, Sky, which was once known for taking US programs and playing them in the UK, is now, I'm sure everybody's aware, taking the um the steps to um show a lot of UK original programming to set themselves apart. Uh, last night on Sky Atlantic, we had Alan Partridge, Welcome to the Places of My Life, where the bubonic plague was described as flying AIDS. Um, <laughs> so, um, firstly, you don't have Sky Atlantic uh, at your fingertips so much. Do you feel like you're missing out? Do you feel like Sky should be... Doing this Definitely, I do. I mean, obviously, as you know, big Game of Thrones fan, uh, big fan of a new upcoming program called The Newsroom, which we'll come on to later, uh, and lots of other shows now. And yeah, not being out to see Partridge, not being out to see Veep, which also um, premiered in the UK last night, is now becoming an issue. And although a lot of people have now said that Sky Atlantic is more like HBO UK, um, you know, in the way it's producing not only great television drama, it's also producing good UK comedy. Um, it's now becoming annoying that I can't get hold of it, even though I've got cable television. And Sky One, of course, they have uh, released a whole raft of new yeah. programming uh, from some of the biggest names in television. Charlie Brooker is writing for them uh, a new crime spoof uh, in August, starring John Hannah and Saran Jones called A Touch of Cloth. Written um, by Charlie Brooker. Mm -hmm. 
I did just say that, but we'll gloss over it. <laughs> you said you said written. You didn't say written by Jolly Brother. Didn't I? Bless me. Um, and I just well, think, I mean, well done to Sky, because when I think of Sky, I think of WWF Wrestling and The Simpsons on repeat. That's what I used to think They of still Sky. do that. They still do that. I think, yeah. I think as well, I mean, obviously I now sort of remember Sky with, again, good American television, you know, The House, 24. The House. Uh, the House. Everything's got the in front of it this week. It's, yeah. it's the thing of the week. Like a couple of weeks ago when I did the 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 in front of everything. Go. Okay. Uh, and, and of course, more recently, you've had uh, The Lost and um, The Prison Break. <laughs> Those work in, fu- in funny ways. They work. <laughs> they do, actually. I don't like the idea of the touch. That I don't quite no. like the idea of. I, that sounds weird. Uh, yeah. The bone, not probably. <laughs> the bone sounds even weirder. Them um, bones be better. <laughs> so I, I am proud of Sky, and, I, and they should take that, that on the chin. I mean, I'm not proud of many people. Uh, but I am proud of them, and I think they're doing a really fantastic job. Um, and that's all I can say. I think having a Sky subscription is more important now than it perhaps used to be. Yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely the case. We need to uh, we need to take a break here. And, do we? Uh, we do. We do. Yeah, we need to take a break. Well, after the break, I'm going to be talking to Debs from Inside Media Track, and we're going to be discussing tonight's big. UK drama, which isn't on Sky, it's on BBC Two. Line of Duty. We'll be talking about it next. It's the Custard TV Live on a Tuesday. Um, so, BBC Two has a brand new drama on tonight, following in the footsteps of the Shadow Line and the Hour and the Crimson Petal and the White. It is now time to discuss Line of Duty. Uh, with my special guest, uh, it's Debs from Inside Media Track, the website you go to if you want to not go to mine. Um, <laughs> is that the tagline for it? Can I get that in the tagline? You should do. Yeah. Um, now, Debs, we've both seen uh, the first episode of Line of Duty, which is going to be on in about 45 minutes. First impressions of yeah. yours. What were your first impressions? I liked it. I think it it's different from usual police procedural that we get mainly now I think you know usually it's all about you know the police finding the criminal or it's some kind of psychological thing whereas I think this is you know it's all geared towards the actual police being corrupt which makes a change I found it a little bit I mean the, the opening scenes they wouldn't seem out of place in spooks. The opening scenes are great, aren't they? They're really edgy, you see, and yeah, know what's going to happen. And and I after think that, actually, it did slow for a bit. I think the most, the most action part, and it's the best part of it. I'm, you said before to me privately, because oddly we can talk not when we're not doing a podcast uh, <laughs> that you're not a fan of of Lenny James. Have you have you grown to like him through this? Would you still not? Would you think there'd be someone better to play that lead role? I actually think it's you're not meant to like his character because I don't actually. I don't actually think it's him as an actor. I just don't like him in this role. I have seen him in other things, and he doesn't bother me so much in that. So I, I but I don't think you're meant to like his character in this. Well, you know, I, so I, mean, I, I tussled with that because you're supposed to like the main character of something, aren't you really? If, it, if they're the main character, you're supposed to be able to identify with them and like them. 
But with this guy, you don't I... really know where his motives are, who he really is. And that's the genius of the script, really, is that you don't really know what his real behaviour is until a long way into episode one, really. Yeah, I think the difference is the audience kind of sees every side of him, don't they? They see every facet of him, whereas obviously the people he works with, they don't and they idolise him. So from that perspective, we're not meant to like him so much because we're seeing every angle, whereas, you know, we're kind of looking at him and thinking, well, we can see what he's doing, whereas obviously the people who are working with him can't. But I, to, to do with the thing where you said about we're meant to like the lead, I actually think we're meant to like the guy who comes in to investigate. Yes. I yeah, think and, he's and the lead. Vicky McClure is fantastic as well in this. I really like her. She's, she's really good. Um, what, why should people watch it if they hadn't planned on it? Why should they watch it tonight? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I just think as it's different to other police shows, I think it's it is. There is some people have said it's similar to the Shadow Line. I, I think, think that was inevitable, isn't Shadow it? Line. That people were going to say it was like yeah. the Shadow Line. Yeah, I don't actually think it's that much like the Shadow Line, but I think there is elements of the Shadow Line that are, are in there. As you say, there's elements of spooks at the start, if you like that. But The way in which you're describing it as well, it makes it sound as if it might be like a British version of The Shield. I don't know if either of you have ever seen that. It's an American show. That, the there isn't a shield in it. We, I've only seen the first two. There is no shield in it. <laughs> not not an actual shield, Luke. Oh, okay, uh, the then I don't know. <laughs> Purely because, purely because it's about police corruption, and you say in the Shield, you're not really supposed to like the main character Vic Mackey, whereas, you know, you end up doing so. But he starts off as a very nasty character. So it kind of sounds very quite similar to that. In which case, I'll definitely be watching. It is. It is good. I don't think we're selling it the best we can. And and for my end, that's because I've now watched the first episode four times, writing a review about it. Um. So I'm a little bit annoyed <laughs> at so it. Stick with it. I mean. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I, I've seen I've seen episode two, and yeah. episode two is even better than episode one. Episode one, I was a little bit not certain. There was bits I liked about it, bits I wasn't so sure about. By the time you get to episode two, that all goes out the window, and you're pretty much hooked by episode two. And and the pest, the pacing of it is is far different than the shadow line. This, you, you, this doesn't really slow oh, to the point of where's this going? Are they going to speed up? This is quite fast-paced all the way through. I don't Which think it's as confusing either. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The shadow line was more confusing. You know, you wasn't quite certain who was who was good, who was bad. This you are. You are pretty much certain who is who. But it's just about, you know, the kind of winning the end. Is he, is he going to get away with what he's doing? Is he not? And also, there's a lot of things that kind of pop up through the episode where... You know, it's pretty obvious that he's going to get caught for certain things. But that's what I liked about the script is you won't you won't be able to see the twists and turns that are coming. That's the decency of the of the script is that you won't be able to see that have a twist and say, "Oh, I saw that coming a mile off." There are loads of twists and turns going on, and uh, Debs and I have both been warned by the BBC not to give away any of those. Yeah, I think I can reveal exclusively. Let, yeah. let me just reveal exclusively that Keith Harris and Orville do make an appearance. Oh. <laughs> be honest, that's uh, I'm leaving. No, I'm back. Uh, no. I, I have one question. <laughs> uh, I have one question. For you. What, what is this on BBC Two? Do you think what what about it, it makes it BBC Two, not BBC One? And I think it does have a feel of BBC Two about it, and I don't even know what that means when I'm saying it, but it is gritty. I mean, as far as I remember, there's no effing and jeffing in episode one. There's no bad language. No, there's um, no swear. No, I don't remember any swearing in it. No. There's, I don't actually think there, there is anything that makes it specifically BBC Two. I do. I think they have tried, especially like last year, they was putting a lot more dramas on BBC Two, wasn't they? And they have done was on BBC. Yeah. You mentioned so. I mean, it's, it's yeah. And you know, the, uh, and the hour was on BBC Two, wasn't it? So. You know, well, they, at one point they were putting more on BBC Four, wasn't they? And maybe they've cut back on that a lot, haven't they? So maybe they're they're putting it to BBC Two, maybe than BBC Four. I don't know if there's anything specifically that makes it BBC Two. I don't. I think it could easily have gone on BBC One. It could have just been a scheduling thing for yeah, winner. Next week on BBC One starts starts Breakout, starring Christopher. Blackout. <laughs> Blackout. Breakout was a month, isn't it? Breakout's alright. I was thinking of the monkeys. Um, and that—that's that, 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 a police-style drama, isn't it? Or at least another kind of crime drama. Well, it, it, uh, it isn't. It isn't. We'll talk about that next week. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a political drama. It's a political drama. drama you know. Yeah. But, you know, maybe yeah. they're kind of. But you see, a political drama to me has more about BBC Two than One. You know, that kind of more intellectual viewer. Whereas the way in which, certainly the way you explain this show, it sounds more like a mixture of kind of drama and action and intrigue, which I, I thought would have gone quite well. As you said, like a spooks, you know, like a spooks type thing was always on BT One. Are you calling Debs yeah, and I, I non-intellectual viewers, by the way? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Not to your faces, anyway. So okay. it's it's not like spooks. It has elements of spooks. I think the opening sequence is very spooks. Right. But yeah. other than that, I don't think the rest of it is anything like spooks. But the the opening sequence you could certainly see in spooks. I want to just talk to you briefly about. <laughs> I want to talk briefly about uh, the end of Sky Atlantic's first original UK drama, which was hit and miss. You got sent this by Sky, didn't you, Debs? And uh, you've seen the last episode because you're just that well connected. Where, I mean, where can it go in the final episode without giving too much away about that as well? Are you asking whether or not I think it will get a second series? Kind of, in a special way. 
<laughs> in a roundabout way. Yeah. I think there's definitely scope for a second series. Yeah. I yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of less it could go either way, to be honest. I'm not going to give away the end, but the ending could go either way, as in it could be, if it doesn't get another series, it is kind of tied up neatly, but with a slight little bit of ambiguity. But there is also scope for it to come back as well for a second series. A lot of people have complained to me on Twitter that they like the show, but they feel very uncomfortable by the uh, the shocks of the nether regions on Chloe Savini. Um, has that put you off yeah. at any point? Because at some points I've gone, I really didn't need to see that while I'm having my sausage roll. I really... <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of become a bit more of a joke because it's gone along. It's because you kind of know that it's going to... for a better word, pop <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to say? Is there a touch of the crying game going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you never know when it's going to pop up. Oh. <laughs> but, no, I think... I it hasn't put me off, but I don't think... Mean, I think we get the point. I think I think after the first episode, we got the point. <laughs> Did you? And I, I don't think we needed to keep seeing every single episode. And, no. yes, you do see again. In oh. the episode as well. So, okay. Well, thanks, I, I ever, think it's a, a big point. thanks ever so much for coming on. Uh, finally, is there anything on TV or a moment on TV that's made you cry? That's made me cry. Um, mm. Recently or when ever. It, well, just a moment you remember that was on TV and you thought, oh, I'm getting all teary-eyed over this. Breaking up there, so that again, sorry. Something that yes. made you teary eyed. Yes, recent or all time. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, um, I think as Luke probably knows the end of Spooks. So. Um, Still bitter about that. Other than that, I'm not. Yeah. Other than that, wow. I don't really put much to be honest. It's mainly films rather than TV that makes me cry. Um,. No, so I'd say probably just spooks, really. I can't really think of anything else. Well, that wasted a couple of minutes. Thanks ever, <laughs> Thanks ever so much for coming on, Dave. Well, let's ask you, what, what about you? Oh, I'm always, I'm always crying at, uh, by the end of uh, DIY SOS The Big Build. That always gets me. The whole family's usually in bits by the end of that, and the end of the royal family as well, where Liz Smith's character died. It was very moving and very... Uh, <laughs> Very good. So those are Thank two. you very much, Deb, for all the programs. I think they can make like, like, 24 hours as many things oh, like yeah. that. They can get to you. Yeah. Thank you ever so much for coming on. Thank you ever so much for coming on, and I'll speak to you at some point in the week. Okay. Speak to you soon. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, you can visit uh, Deb's website as well if you want to. It covers all the um, TV and movie news. It's InsideMediaTrack.com. This is the Custard TV Live on a Tuesday. Uh, it's Luke here. Uh, Luke Custard TV on Twitter. And this is Gary's address. The Gary Show. Uh, at, at, or at The Gary Show. Um, so what else have we got to talk about today? Um, we didn't well, think I've got a couple more tweets about uh, things that made us cry, so if I yes, go for those. Um, 
I know that my sister, if she were listening or if she were on Twitter, or if she uh, cared, they would say one board every minute, uh, oh. not one board every second, as I called it a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's a bit more one... of a show. Uh, and and um, David Dugan on Twitter has said the final scenes of Six Feet Under would have made him cry if he wasn't such a tough, such a tough guy. So uh, obviously, he cried like a baby. Well, some other um, people have mentioned the Pride of Britain Awards as well, which I suppose is a program yeah. designed to make you cry. Uh, I'm never really one to cry at things that are designed to make you cry. I'm I'm far more difficult than that. But we haven't said what yours are yet. Oh, okay. There's two. Number one. Uh, I did shed a tear at the X Factor one year because they. No! Used... Seriously, during one, I can't if it was the X Factor or Pop Star the Idols, they used to go to the houses and go. Oh sorry, my you've god! Not, you have not made it. You know, Lou Walsh would be like, I'm sorry, yeah. you've made it. And all the family would be with Auntie June, Cousin mm. Sylvia, next door neighbour Bob, they'll all be there, you know, hopeful look in their eyes that their little star would make it. And they clearly weren't good enough. And it's just they, ITV do a good job of just tugging at the heartstrings. I think I may have cried when Jedford got through. To be fair, I think I may have. <laughs> a lot of people cried then for a different reason. And the other one was there's a certain scene in the West Wing, and there's. Oh my God! If you have your Gary scorecard, this will be yeah. the fourteenth time he's brought up the West Wing. But there's a particular scene after the president was. There was the attempted president. And Josh gets shot, and he has to go through uh, traumatic. Uh, what's that thing where they get tra- trauma stress? You know, he has to go through trauma. And yeah. moment at the end of there, where he comes out, and his boss says to him, "You know, he said his, his boss. He says to his boss, why did you go through all this? Why are you waiting here for me quite late at night?'" And his boss says, "I got a job. You've got a job." And just get on. Oh, and even saying just gets me. We to a break. Um, up. Oh bless. I, I might need a. I might need a minute. Well, I tell you what, I'll press this button because I've got a job and you've got to sit there. <laughs> For your listening pleasure and your TV highlights, this is the Custard TV Live and I am Luke. Tonight on uh, on television, there are programmes. Programmes yeah. of note. Um, BBC, one, uh, BBC One, I would not particularly advise you to watch unless you want to see what it's like to live in the 1940s with turn back time so we'll just gloss over that uh, the series that Deb and I Debs and I were discussing at great length uh, is line of duty and that starts tonight on BBC 2 at 9 so about 20 minutes away from that roughly uh, you need yep. to get your get your box of Maltesers and your Kleenex and your orange squash and sit down with with the uh, line of duty it's a very orange squashy type program. Um, I would have said I'll be sitting down with a cup of tea. I hope okay for, for non-orange juice drinkers. That's a little bit orange juice racist, yes. but we'll move on. Um, also, Gordon Ramsay goes behind bars. If you want a bit more of brilliant, uh, it's about flipping time. Oh no, it's a television program. It's Sorry. a television program, um, and oh. he is there for four episodes. It starts tonight at ten. And if you if you just if you just think there aren't enough prison programs on television then uh, stay tuned with channel 4 from 10 as they repeat uh, a cutting edge documentary entitled lifers which is getting rave reviews uh, that was first shown last night at nine o'clock so line of duty gordon ramsay and lifers are my three picks for tonight sky plus one watch the other let us know what you think uh, for you it'll be line of duty i'm presuming 
yeah, line of duty and behind bars on the uh, either be on the Channel Four player or whether it's called or Four OD or uh, on the I uh, later in the week uh, on the repeat. There's bound to be repeat. And next week, um, it, it's the launch of the new Channel Four uh, television ch- uh, television uh, network Four Seven or Seven Four or Twenty Four Seven or whatever. I it's still called. don't fully understand the concept of that, so I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing. If I miss something that's on nine o'clock on Channel tonight. I could watch it on 4-7 tomorrow night on Channel 4. So that would be perfect for Gordon Behind Bars. Next yeah. week. So next we'll, we'll... week. Not so good for this week, but next week. Not so good for this week. Can I just point out a couple of shows that are coming in the next couple of weeks? Um, uh, Blackout that we t- talked about, not Breakout. That's a film. Go and watch that if you want that. Blackout starring Christopher Epperson, previously known as The Fuse. Other people know that we're, knowing, we're leaving about a programme called The Fuse a few months ago. It's now called Blackout. Um, Falling Skies, we've previewed that, and that's going to be starting on the FX channel next Tuesday. Series 2, science fiction drama, there isn't it on television in my opinion. Uh, alien Invasions, it's all very good. Also starting on the 8th of July on Sky 1 is Sinbad, um, heavily promoted. I, I saw an interview with Naveed who previously of Lost um, this morning, uh, and he's promoting this show. And it seems to me like they've done a really good job. You, you remember the bad and shows on from the seventies on television? You know, oh, kind of like before my time, clay- but yes. No, but you remember they were shown more in the eighties and nineties as well. That kind of like claymation or yeah. what's it called? That Harry Houghton uh, started. So I think they've stayed previous scenes. So they they pretty much same similar to those type of shows, but dated graphics and things like that. Um. Also starting that, so that's that. Are you looking forward to that? Would you watch that? Um, you think no, not really, although curiosity interests me with that. I mean, I didn't watch Sky's other big blockbusters a few years ago, which were Treasure Island and things like that. I would have thought yeah. they'd have kept this for sort of Christmas time, to be honest. Well, yeah, they do normally keep a big one back. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> Bit of innuendo for you for the podcast. We're back to, to uh, we're back to talk about about Chloe Sevigny again. Um, <laughs> also coming up, got to quickly. I'm also going to come, uh, come up to uh, two shows coming up in July as well. On the first channel, a channel I'm like, is a, a Bones spin-off called The uh, Fans of Bones will probably unfortunately know. Dembo, <laughs> the Bones. Uh, it's actually called The Finder. I'm not making that one up. It's called The Finder. Oh, right, okay. Just checking. I show you how to call it The, the Finder. Uh, and that's starting on the Universal Channel the 11th of July. It's already been cancelled in America, so don't get too attached to it. And the big new one, the one that Gary Redrup, or Geverway before me, will be watching because it's written by the same bloke that writes The West Wing. 15th go. 15th. It starts on Sky Atlantic on the 10th of July. Big borrow or steal a copy of this program to watch it. I cannot give you my highest recommendation for the show. Now, are you only going that off that because of who, who it's written by? No, I've watched everything this man has ever done. He is a genius, but I have read the script for episode one. I have seen previews. I have stopped short of downloading it because I, I will have access to Sky Atlantic on the 10th and I want to watch it without Twitter, you know, whilst Twitter, you know, watch it with Twitter open and see the response. It got 2.1 million viewers in the US last night when it was shown. 
which is huge HBO. So I'm really looking forward to this. That doesn't sound so, huge for HBO, is does it? But really, I suppose that is. Behind Game of Thrones, I think Game of Thrones got something like six or eight. This will take its time to get going, but I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, also on on five, Dallas is going to be returning. It is uh, it is already being shown on TNT in the states, uh, and the previews have sort of made it look pretty horrendous. But fans of the original Dallas are already salivating at the idea of this coming back. Well, they're, all, uh, they're all back in it, aren't they? Everybody's so back seen, in it. Yeah. Everybody's back. Um, everybody's back. Uh, I've no. looked at the picture, which is this week's Radio Times. Out. You've got you've got JR, you've got Sue and you've got Bobby, and you've got someone else who I can't remember. In the grab, she's in it. So it's out of the new casts, four of them are from the old cast. It's quite amazing that they brought everybody back, really, for it. But um, I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. I've I've seen parts of episode one, um, yeah. and I I was. Dallas was sort of before my time, before I started caring about television and things, so I wasn't I mean, really as excited. Is there a show actually putting you on the spot completely? Is there a show that you would like to see return like that? Ooh, well. Because nine times out of ten, a returning show is never as good as how you remember. Obviously, Battlestar Galactica's remade, and that's been done really. Hawaii Five O was done really well. Do you know what? The night, the, the night Rider. Because oh, I do they think... They did do that. They just, they did do Night yeah, Rider. do it properly. It was done, it was on a cable network and it was very good and it star the Hoff. Let's face it, you've got the car and the Hoff. Night Rider 2010, 2020, I don't know. Or Street Hawk. Do you remember Street Hawk? Vaguely, I remember the name. I don't remember why. There was the, it was the bike, and then there was Airwolf and Blue Thunder with the helicopters. God, did you have any friends growing up at all? Not really, no. <laughs> okay, well, admitting it, it's the first step. Yeah. Now, see, no, I don't want the A Team remade. That's the, the thing. That's the one. That's the one that I think. The film was bad enough. The idea of the film was bad enough. Is there um, anything, my, you back on the spot, is there anything you'd like to see remade? I've, it always comes back to something you haven't seen, which is Quacker. I just think there's, there's yeah, room no, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There's room for that on the screen, and Jimmy McGovern is such a talented writer, and he's he's getting on a bit. He's not going to be around forever, and we need more it's of very his, unusual his for him to go. Back. Very unusual for someone to go back and write something they've already written. I mean, there was a lot of talk about Alias being remade. But yeah. that was only about eight years. Probably a, well, know, Cracker, really Reta- Cracker returned in 2006 for a one-off special about 9-11, which was brilliantly done. And um, there was rumours then that it was going to come back for good. But I just, I just think, I know there's a lot of crime drama on, but it's just yeah. to a different standard. So, And I think Jimmy McGovern is just one of the... More, it, no, he is my favourite TV writer, bar none, definitely. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us via Twitter at some point in the week, we would love to hear from you. We genuinely would. If it's television related, uh, then or not, you know, if you've got a yeah. suggestion for what I should put in my window boxes, regardless, I don't mind. I just love a bit of interaction. Uh, it's at Luke Custard TV, and you can get in contact with me at the Gary Show. Before we pop off air, 
stuff that we've been watching, we mentioned Partridge, we mentioned we can, if not, read them on the VultureHand.com about that. Uh, episode 3 of Dead Boss, Darren Horgan really liked it. I'm loving it with the silliness. I'm, it was going. really good. Dead Boss is really funny, and I think a lot of people have sort of dismissed it as being a bit daft, which of course it absolutely is, but it's really, really funny as well. And if you give it a shot and you let your body, you let your you know, comedic mind just relax, you'll have a good laugh at Dead Boss. It doesn't ask much from the audience other than to just... It doesn't require much thought, does it? Obvious no. comedy, which is quite good. It's very, uh, very I believe funny. You, you finally put up on the shadow line. I have, yes. I watched, there were seven that episodes in total. Flipping time. Yeah, I, I, I think I loved it, as you predicted. Yeah. The ending specifically, I, th- I think. Oh yeah. I think I think there were there were highs and lows of the shadow line. It was one of those things that when it was good, it was very good. Uh, yeah. And when it, when it was slow, it was very slow. Um, so well, I, I slow bits as well because I did like them, but that's that's different. And I finally series four and very much looking forward to fringe series five. We are so busy. If we had a social life, I don't know how we'd fit it all in. Well. Yeah, or a job. Oh, no, I've got one of them. Yeah. You've got a job, I've got a job. Um, <laughs> okay, so that, that'll do it for us. We are back same time next week from 8pm uh, across the internet. Thanks to the lovely people over at Spreaker.com who host this podcast. And you can find us on new, on iTunes by searching for Custard TV Live. We'd love your input. We'd love your say-so. It has been me and him for another week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.